please pray with me. God of grace, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. If you have ever spent much time with a two-year-old, you have probably heard them say, Mine! Maybe they were pointing at something, maybe they were grabbing something. It's a developmental stage kids go through. It can be a challenging stage for the adults around them. A kid in this phase can very emphatically claim everything he or she sees as belonging to them. And sometimes contradicting a two-year-old, asserting, mine, can lead to quite a battle. Parenting experts give advice on how to navigate the stage of mine, and then they say young children gradually learn to share and to take turns. And this is how they outgrow the fixation on mine. Our psalm this morning reminds us that the earth is the Lord's, that all that is in it is God's, and that those who live in the world belong to God too. The reason for this? Because God has founded the earth. God is creator of all, and as our creator, we belong to God. All that we have belongs to God. This is the theology of Christian stewardship in a nutshell, but I can't help but wonder whether in reality we don't continue through developmental stages from mine to God's our whole lives long. Every seminary student preparing to be a pastor does an internship. Some are full-time, some are part-time. And those who are planning to serve as a pastor in a church setting will do their internship in a, a church setting. I loved my intern ch- church, which was Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, and also the pastor there, who's my internship supervisor. And every week, when the time came for the prayer of dedication over the offering, he said the same thing. I heard it often enough that I remember it still, and here are the words he said. We give thee but thine own, whate'er the gift may be. All that we have is thine alone, a trust, O God, from thee. We don't talk in that kind of language anymore too much, so if we said the same thing today, we may say, God, what we are giving you is already yours, no matter what we give, What we give is yours. Everything we have is yours, entrusted to us by you. Later I learned that those words came from an old hymn. I loved those words as soon as I heard them, and I love them still. We give thee but thine own, whate'er the gift may be. All that we have is thine alone. A trust, O Lord, from thee. There are so many wise voices to tell us in one way or another that what we have isn't really ours. That's the message reflected in that hymn I heard used as a prayer of dedication over the weekly offering. That hymn cites the book of First Chronicles in the Hebrew scriptures. When King David addresses God, the people have brought offerings to build a temple, and in receiving the offerings, David offers a prayer of praise and thanksgiving. David says... But who am I and what is my people that we should be able to make this free will offering? 
For all things come from you, and of your own we have given you. All things come from you, God. What we give you is already your own. This is a voice from our Judeo-Christian religious tradition, saying that what we have isn't really ours. Then there's this saying, which is said to be a Native American proverb. We do not inherit the earth from our ancestors. We borrow it from our children. I'll bet some of you have heard that before. This sentiment has always struck me as such a beautiful way to reorient my sense of possessiveness. I don't own things that have been passed on to me. What I have, I have on loan. A trust which must somehow be repaid for the sake of the future. And still another voice came to mind this week as I have been thinking about this question of what belongs to me or to us. You may know Khalil Gibran's poem, On Children. Some of you might know it best the way I do as um, a sung version, sung by Sweet Honey in the Rock. Gibran wrote, Your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but aren't from you. And though they are with you, they belong not to you. It's natural and automatic for those of us with kids to use those possessive pronouns for our kids. We do it for other relationships too. My wife, my husband, my son, my daughter. But Gibran reminds us, just as a Christian theology of stewardship reminds us, that this possessive pronoun, this mine that we go to so easily, is a linguistic habit. It's not an accurate description of ownership. Can the right words work a transformation in our hearts? When we think that we do not inherit the earth from our ancestors, that instead we borrow it from our children, can those words sink in and shift our sense of how we use the resources of our earth? When we think that our children are not our children, but are the sons and daughters of life longing for itself, Can those words work in us to help us loosen our grip on our expectations of our children? Especially when those expectations are tied to how our kids reflect on us or express something of us. Can we speak the words of that old hymn and really believe that when we share a meal or open our home or write a check, we're not giving something that is ours Can we believe instead that we are faithfully using something that is God's? When someone lends me something, especially something that I know is really special to them, I'm very careful with it. I'm probably more careful with something I borrow than I am with something that is mine. If I borrowed something and then damaged or lost it, I would feel mortified. Knowing that someone has entrusted something of theirs to me definitely affects the care with which I treat that something. That's why I think it's so useful to remember that everything we have is in some sense on loan to us from God, entrusted to us for safekeeping rather than given to us for ownership. We do not inherit the earth. We are borrowing it from those yet to come. Developmentally, they say that humans outgrow that stage of wanting to claim everything as mine 
by learning to share and to take turns. But really, there's more to it than that. Because really, something of that urge lives on in us, far past the age of two. For those of us for whom letting go of possessiveness is an aspect of being faithful to the one to whom we belong, outgrowing our possessiveness requires both growing to see things through the eyes of faith and practicing. I've noticed some changes in myself in how easily I share over these past 20 years. In my 20s, I remember such a sense of openness. You needed a place to stay? I might not have anything more than some extra floor space in my own room, but you are welcome to it. Many things feel more complicated now than they did then. I still open up my home, but I think I might be a little more selfish than I used to be. I noticed it a bit living in a housing co-op, as we do. We owned our home in Sacramento. If I wanted to add shelves or build a raised bed, we just did it. We didn't need permission or cooperation from anyone. And that's not the case anymore, living in a co-op. There are rules and there are actions that require board approval. And I chafe against these things at times. Why have things changed for me? For most of my 20s, I was simply renting a room in a house full of who knows what assortment of other young adults renting rooms in a house together in Berkeley. I really didn't have much space to call my own. Did that make it easier than to share? Did that help temper my human sense of ownership? Certainly, I have more now than I did then. I have more resources at my disposal and more sense of space that is my own. It has become easier to fall into the bad habit of thinking about things as mine and then being cranky about infringements on my freedom to control what is mine. I believe that it is more difficult for those of us with more resources and more privilege to deeply understand and then practice Christian stewardship. I believe that people like me People with a little more privilege in their lives have a harder time imagining that everything belongs to God, and therefore not really to me. Even when we do know that everything belongs to God, we have to acknowledge that we have the power at our hands to use or misuse these gifts from God. Whether we think of these things as ours, or whether we know them to be God's, we still have so much at our disposal. Time relationships, belongings, skills, our earth. And given this truth, how do we practice stewardship? I wouldn't think ordinarily that I would find much helpful perspective from the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, but I actually find their guidance on Christian stewardship to be valuable. They write that a Christian steward does four things. We receive God's gifts gratefully. We cultivate God's gifts responsibly. We share God's gifts lovingly with others in justice. We return God's gifts back to God, having done what we can to increase those gifts. So with God's help, we move from being like the two-year-old with an overpowering sense of mine to an understanding that the earth is God's that all that is in the earth is God's, and that those who live in this earth belong to God. And alongside our understanding, we practice. 
Isn't practice, practice, practice always at the center of being Christian? We practice by being grateful for all that God has given us, by carefully cultivating these gifts, and by sharing these gifts generously and for the sake of justice. We offer gifts to God, hoping that we have nurtured those gifts well while they were in our hands. Because along with the writer of that old hymn, we know. We give thee but thine own, whate'er the gift may be. All that we have is thine alone, a trust, O Lord, from thee. Amen.